0: On this episode of the Big O Podcast, I am joined by one of the hardest working sports personalities today. He's an Emmy winner, host of the Lefco Show podcast, host of the NBA on TNT, and 2013 Kentucky Sportscaster of the Year, Adam Lefko. We talk about the best social holidays of the year, whether following in his father's footsteps in refrigeration and air conditioning was ever really an option, how he's using his new trading card endeavor to help fund his wedding and future home, and Adam selects his all-time Hall of Fame draft class with a little twist. This is the Big O Podcast. Welcome everyone, for another episode of the Big O Podcast. Today, I'm joined by one of the hardest working sports personalities today, a man whose responsibilities and workload is only rivaled by the likes of Kevin Hart and The Rock. He's an Emmy winner, host of the Lefko Show podcast, Tuesday night coverage of the NBA on TNT, and as of 2020, a trading card aficionado, and hopefully a future friend of the show, Adam Lefko. Hey. Adam, how are you doing tonight?
1: Man, it sounds like I'm doing important stuff. <laughs> it really sounds. It really sounds like I'm working because I'll tell you what, my fiance is like. What are you doing there? <laughs> and now I'll just play her that clip. That's good.
0: Yeah, listen, it's uh, it, it's interesting because you know I've been. I used the reference earlier before we started the pod. I felt like DK Medcalf. We connected mm. a little bit in the summertime, and you told me to check back in. And believe me, I have been checking back in on you. Um, I Better also man. I also feel like Phil Mickelson, you know, in that clip with him and Tiger playing together and the, the announcer mm. before the tee is going off all the championships Tiger Woods has won. Nice. And Phil's like, enough, enough, we get it. Lefko's a busy guy.
1: Left <laughs> yeah, lot yeah, stuff going on. I like your I like your background more than mine. Everybody makes fun of my background and you have this beautiful jersey framing <laughs> right
0: now. It's nice. Well, listen, there there's a reason for it and Let's get into it, because my introduction to, to Bleacher Report and Adam Lefko was during quarantine. 2020 mm-hmm. has been a hell of a year. There's been a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Hell but, yeah. But the positives have been, my introduction to you was your Instagram live game, Put Me in Couch. And Ooh, wow. the first time I tuned in, the way you get your people on the live is by saying, all right, what throwback jerseys? do you have that you can represent? And Mm. at the time I did not have these. I had to get them shipped in from the States because my dad had them. And this is, this is a combination of collections, but as you can see, I've got Shaq at Orlando, Shaq team USA. I've got underrated grant Hill, Jersey 33 with that old school starter Pistons Jersey. Love that. And then I got the OG original LA galaxy. Not very Ooh. many people are going to have that one. That's a, that's a slept on jersey. I right don't
1: there. even remember. Yeah, because now LA Galaxy's all cool with Ex- the white unis exactly. and all that. Yeah.
0: This is way before MLS was like a cool happening thing. No you know? doubt. Before his Zlatan took over. So uh, I wanted to represent and say, listen, Leftco, if I had these would you have given me a shot with the throwback jerseys?
1: Oh, 100%. Uh, numerous reasons. One, the pinstripe of the O'Neill Magic jersey is iconic with like a, like, I don't even know what that is, like spray paint 3-2. It just cuts through. Any USA jersey is awesome. Uh, a Shaquille O'Neal one is interesting because I. that's the one issue that I have with the Dream Team is that it was... Uh, Christian Leitner and not Shaquille O'Neal as that's the right. representative of the college player. I thought he would amazing. And then Grant Hill, one, what a great guy. Two, he wore 33. And that's what I call, that's what my listeners call themselves the 33%. That's right. So that one would have gotten you in. <laughs> the Grant Hill 33 would have caught my eye. I'm drawn to 33. Perfect. So at least I know, you know, if we bring back the put me in
0: couch to win. If it comes back, you're in. You know, I've got the hoodie already, but I want that 2020 gray version. Right? So,
1: I mean... You're this, really riding or dying. I love it. Listen,
0: uh, one of our Canadian gems, you know, came over the border to work for Bleacher Report, and that is Mr. Yes, Cabby Richards. Did. And so, mm. Cabby's been on the show a couple times, and uh, I, nice. I had an opportunity to win some stuff. So, uh, repping BR, you know, it's BR. I got, I got everything. You know, you got the koozies.
1: Everything. Man. You betting? Are you a big... Are you? I'm getting into not... it.
0: I'm getting into it. You
1: know, I've got uh, two... Buy sports cards. They're a better investment. Well, here's the thing. So
0: it, it, I've, it. I've, been, I've been listening. It's actually what, something I want to get into today because sure. I've got two young girls. I've got... That's a, adorable. A baby congrats. on the way. Thank you very much. Wow. Congrats again. So we're going three under four. You know, it's, it's not, a, not something that most people like to accomplish, but hey.
1: I have no kids, so let me give you advice. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> but listen, I, I don't even know what to say.
0: One of the things that I've started to pay attention to over the course of this year has obviously been your attraction to the sports cards industry. Obviously, we know Gary Vee sort of took that on on his shoulders and ran with it. But slowly but surely, there have been people jumping on and getting into it. Yeah. And you didn't just put, like, your big toe in. You just dove for the deep end. Yeah, I kind of did, didn't I? And you've had the support of that card community reach out to you. You've done unboxing on Instagram live. You've yeah. you know, done all these videos and podcasts. Literally
1: before I got on with you today, I just <laughs> I just shot all of uh, the elements. I'm going to do another. I, I do these videos. Why I love this card. I just did it. I was like, I got 30 minutes. So I just shot all that really quick. Uh, yeah, dude, it's taking over my life. People are concerned. I'm not. I love it. I think it's great. Well, the question is, what does your
0: fiance think? Because you're I mean, investing with all of these cards, and obviously you're so yes. busy with your time. But like, yes. you got pending nuptials coming up sometime
1: soon. What what's that it's feel true. like? Uh, for a lot, it's it's when you when I keep coming back to the apartment with with eBay boxes. <laughs> she's like, "What is going on?" And then I, I sold one of them and I bought her a bag ah. and she was like, oh, that, and somebody told me that and it was really good advice. Um, but I, I think what I've, I've told her is I was like, do you, do you think that I enter things uh, willy nilly or do you think that I overthink things? She goes, you overthink things. I goes, okay. So because I'm so in, interested in this, I hope you understand that it's not crazy. And she gets it. Um, but like anything, I'm, it's a market. And it's just like, if I was like, I got a hot tip on a stock kind right. of the way, uh, there's always fear that comes with it. But, I, I look at it, not just as an opportunity to maybe grow money through alternative investments. I also look at it as, um, a way of, of communicating deeper about sports. And I also look at it as a different way to put my money where my mouth is. Right. Uh, I lost $200 in real money betting this weekend on Tennessee minus five and a half against the Bengals. I really thought that they were going to be good. And instead, Joe Burrow couldn't be stopped. That's right. Now, if I would have said, you know what? I love this team because I like Derrick Henry. And instead, I would have bought a Derrick Henry card. I could have gotten him for a lot cheaper than $200. For sure. And and if I think that he keeps having a big year, that card might go up. But I tell you what, it's not. Gonna, I'm not going to lose all of it. Right. And so it's just been a new way for me to engage with sports and the betting community lives game by game. And the, the sports car community, it's sort of like being in a dynasty league. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And, and I think that's been it too. I think also, like you said, 2020 has been hard. Yeah. And I, I to have a, another community adopt me so big <laughs> uh, it's, it's exciting. And so that was a lot of fun too, to be honest.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing because you were a b- big fantasy guy, right? Fantasy football. Sure. I mean. Oh, I'm
1: still. I still love fantasy. I still love betting. And so. It's all parts of sports.
0: And now, now you're looking at it through an alternative lens. And I love the fact that, like, you just wet your fiance's beak just a little bit. You know, here's a yeah, little you taste, you, you know, and, yeah. and and then you get the buy in. That's more I mean, where that comes from. Look, that, yeah. that's, exactly, that's exactly it. Like, don't worry, you know, honey, the, the wedding. I got the DJ. I got this. Don't worry about the the money coming from. She
1: goes, um, she goes, what's the point, you know? (laughs) And I said, I genuinely want to do this so that when it's time to make big purchases in our lives, I will sell it and I'll get what we need because I'm confident that I could do it again. Right. And that's, and that's the thing is it's, I don't have a car that I'm like holding and like, no one will ever touch this. It's like, no, but I, I believe this is something that can grow. Uh, and then when we it's time for a house or we do are lucky enough, like you guys, to have a baby, like, I'm going to liquidate a lot of it. Right. And I'm going to put that towards the family. So I, when I said that, I think it opened up her eyes.
0: Too. Yeah, I think it's you know, the long-term investment. And, you know, yeah. she gets into it. Now, we're coming off one of my favorite weekends of all time, and that is Halloween. I feel... Sing, Ooh. single greatest holiday of the year. And I say that knowing that people are going to highly disagree with me, but it's a holiday that is amazing because you celebrate it with friends, you celebrate it with family, and you get to celebrate it with strangers. Obviously not in 2020 because of COVID, but amongst other years, I think it's a holiday that evolves with you and you're never too young or old to be able to celebrate it. Mm. What gets your vote for the greatest social holiday of the year? Okay. You added that word in there. Social. You see that. Yeah, you
1: did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, for a long time, I used to be, uh, I used to be very jealous of my friends on July 4th Okay. because I was always a reporter and I'd always have to work and my friends would always be at a lake. And <laughs> so it always had, it was this allure of this holiday. I never got to celebrate. Right. Um, so that was definitely up there and that's just because it's, When I think of that, I think of outdoors. I think of grilling, which is like very (laughs) enjoyable. Um, A lot of the other holidays give me stress. (laughs) It's a a lot of family. It's a lot of questions. Um, No, but Thanksgiving is great. Uh, I'm naming a lot of American holidays. Um, I don't even know what else is really up there.
0: So I'll give you a few. I mean, one of the ones that I would say in my younger days, I might have been more inspired to do. You know, now I've St. Patty's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Mardi Gras—some would consider a social holiday. Oh, I take Mardi Gras for almost anything. All right. See, and so I mean, there you have like your Easter's and your Christmas. What else? Do you have more lists? Easter. Get out of here. Well, here's the thing. Depending on what you celebrate, you know, for some it might be like a Yom Kippur. It might be Hanukkah. Yeah. I'm Jewish. Passover. Ain't no get
1: excited to celebrate Yom Kippur. <laughs> Listen, I mean, just... nobody's like Yom Kippur. I get to <laughs> fast and at atone for all my sins. Yes. <laughs> and then ha- Hanukkah uh Hanukkah just got a bad rap when I was growing up okay because you as a kid at least I did we would have choir okay and in school they would teach us five Christmas songs (laughs) one Hanukkah song and they taught us a Kwanzaa song okay and so I was like man you know we're down here in the minor leagues we got ones we got dreidel dreidel that's all we got (laughs) And so I was always like, "Yo, Christmas though—that's the real. Uh, one day I'll be able to celebrate Christmas. Uh, I think we're getting a tree. I don't oh, know. We'll oh. see.
0: Hey, breaking news—we getting listen, a tree. She wants a... Yeah, she wants a tree. We got a tree. But listen, here's the thing: I feel like maybe when you were younger, you—you know—you had dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. But Adam Sandler comes out with a banger—a banger. holiday song—and that might elevate you into like you know top three holiday songs all time.
1: Man, so. I'm just saying Adam Sandler look he OJ Simpson <laughs> not a Jew so good so good it yeah. really did he kind of made being Jewish cool for a little bit which yeah. I needed and then there he... were not a lot of us in my area
0: and they came out with a great movie eight crazy nights cartoon but not your Never typical
1: what yeah Lefko. Listen, I don't have to see that. That does not sound like it needs to be on my top five. It,
0: it is the most underrated holiday movie out there. So you're a big holiday guy. I'm a big holiday. Well, you know what? Again, I've transitioned to family. So for me, what's, you know, your, what's your top ranked family holiday? Oh, the family! For me, oh, that's hard, man. You know, I would say, I would say Halloween again. Forget the social aspect of it. <laughs> oh, double dip. I'm, I'm do. Well, you know what? I'll triple dip. It's what my did you, birthday. What was your cost? It, Halloween's my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, what? A, what did you wear on your birthday this year? I was, I was the birthday boy. It is like the lamest birthday, like Halloween costume ever. But since I was like eighteen. Like that has been like my go-to in my younger days. And what I was do you like, wear? A t-shirt that usually just
1: says birthday boy. Um <laughs> Listen, listen, that's like, that's like telling Tom Glavin not to throw the heater. That's like telling Patrick Mahomes not to go deep. That's it. If it's working, why stop? Because you're getting a double dopamine. That's you're it. getting people going, Huh? <gasps> huh, and, and they do that little move. And that's pretty cool to feel. That has to feel good. Yeah,
0: it was one of the things that like growing up as a kid, it was hard because it usually meant I didn't get to have like a birthday party or it had to be like super early because... shit. You everyone, got candy at school for your birthday. That, but then, you know, as you get a little bit older and as you start to appreciate the day, you realize most people in North America are celebrating your birthday. Now, they may not be celebrating mm. my birth but they're celebrating my day and so they're
1: celebrating that's it i just want people to have good energy on my birthday 100% that's what's so important the lady at the post office there's one lady she's got the same birthday as me there we go and we are forever connected and Very when i nice. go in there and i mail off sports cards <laughs> she i look at her and i go birthday twin and she looks at me and she goes birthday twin and it's and it, it i know that i might have to stop by the post office on my birthday There we go. Ah, see, here we go. Now... Not as cool as Halloween. (laughs) Listen,
0: all of our birthdays are important and special. Now... Oh, don't pander (laughs) to my birthday. (laughs) Now, off the top, you know, I I mentioned, you know, the various things that you do. And the resume is long and it's decorated. You know, taking a step back... To where this all started at W H A S in Louisville. K
1: H A S K H A S really started in Nebraska.
0: Okay, and then we moved to Louisville at W H A S. All right, so at least at least I got it right, just not the beginning. Beginning, that counted. All right, so now you're at Bleacher Report, and you were named 2013 Associated Press Kentucky Sportscaster of the Year. You won an suck it, Kent
1: Taylor. That's
0: it. You won an Emmy. Now, did. was this ever a realistic expectation for you? Ugh. Or did, oh, there, oh man. Uh, I have
1: two. One oh, is with geez. my parents. Oh, there are This we go. though, this though, the reason I like it is this one was for a, a story that I did in Henryville, Indiana, about a tornado that destroyed the town. And we did a story where we went back and we interviewed, I don't even know, 40 <laughs> people, me and this photographer Michael Driver. And I loved feature stories at the time. I it was the one part about being on the news that I love, man. It was it was taking a story with time and really writing it and getting good visuals. Like if my, my favorite news program in America is CBS Sunday morning. It's the only news program. In which it's like really thoughtful and they like they share stories of impact, it's not just regurgitating what just happened, right? And like that's why I eventually got out of news because I was like, I like connecting with people and storytelling, and so I'm proud of that one because it's not sports, it was just humans. Uh, but I haven't talked about that in a long time, so that was fun. There we go. I know you weren't gonna ask me about
0: that. Ah, listen, it's all good. We listen, we're going wherever the conversation takes us. But I want to know, you know, was this a realistic expectation, like an end game for you? You know, winning awards, just talking and doing stories about human beings? Or did you think that at some part of you might end up using that orange soap to wash your hands after a hard day's work of refrigeration and air conditioning, just like your dad?
1: Where'd you find that? That was oh, good, buddy.
0: I had to, I dive deep. Appreciate sometimes.
1: that. I appreciate that. I appreciate you You knowing that. Um, I... I knew that I was not going to be working in refrigeration. My dad knew that I am not a hands-on guy. It is embarrassing. <laughs> I, my sink is messed up and I need to call the, the guy to fix it. Cause it ain't me. Um, I, I, there were definitely a lot of moments along the way where I thought I'm just going to live here. Okay. There was a moment in Nebraska where I thought I'll stay here. There was a moment in Kentucky where I was like, I think I'm going to go into sports radio. I don't know if this TV thing is going to work there have always been moments where I've really questioned it. At the same point, there's always been this moment where when I have doubt that I turn it into fuel. I would say to people, did I always know that I wanted to do what I'm currently doing? No, because I i have goals, but I definitely don't have an end goal. Right. So there, there, hasn't, there hasn't been anything yet where I've been like, I'd like to do this every day because I like doing a lot of different things. Um, Did I think that I had the ability to do it? Yeah, I did. At the same point, um, you know, you waver, but I, I have always thought that I think that I'm pretty good at what I do and I just have to convince other people that I'm good at it too. And so I feel like I'm blessed that people, I guess, kind of see it the way I see it, which is cool. Um, And it's not until you really step back and look at the whole path. Do you see all the steps on the journey? Like, it really feels like a blur, which is like wild, but um, I wasn't going to let anybody stand in this way. It was, it, did I, man, did I ever think like MBA on TNT? Like, no, like right. that's crazy. But as soon as I realized it was a possibility, it was like, let's go. Right. So giddy um, up. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird. Cause I, th- I think everybody needs to do things for a, a true purpose. And it, it has to be that you're called to do it and that you're fulfilling something deeper within you. Because I think, if I were to wrap up my entire existence into that TV show that if I wasn't on it, what would my life be worth? Right. And I, I realized that through going through the thing with Sims where I was like, man, this is Sims and Leftco, And I've put so much into this. And like the hell is Leftco? Like right. it's always been the, the combination. If, if I put all my value into getting a lot of views, what happens when I don't get views? If I put in all the valuation to a salary, And they don't want to pay me. So for me, it's like, if there's a camera, I want to be on it and I want to connect with people and every stage I'm going to try and do my best to own it. That Kobe mentality where it's like a Jordan mentality. Somebody see me for the first time. I want to, I want it to be an amazing experience Uh, and not just for them, but because I want to be proud of it. So um, like, I, I don't even think I've started. And I don't know what's next. Like I have a lot of ideas for things, um, but like, do I see myself doing the same job for a really long time? Like, don't get me wrong. MBA and TNT is an amazing job and there's no group of people that I'd rather work with for a long time. But like, who knows? Yeah. And so that, that's, where, that's where I get excited because it's like, there is no finish line.
0: Right. And I think that's interesting because it sort of brings me into my next topic that I want to talk to you about. And, you know, talking sports is just part of what you do. But like you said, you started with news and you have all yeah. of these different ventures going on, whether it's an interview or doing some voice work for Gridiron Heights, managing the personalities of your Hall of Fame co-workers for the NBA on TNT, or mediating virtual meetings within Bleacher Report when it comes to diversity. It's obvious yeah. that you carry yourself in a very stoic way. Is that something yeah. you've always done? Or are you, have you embraced the philosophy over time?
1: So, um, character defines action. So who you are will define what you do. And so I think that we can work on character, but I also think that who we are as people is pretty much written in stone and your actions are the examples of that. And, stoic Stoic philosophy, for me, it sounds really big, but for me, it's really just a mindset of being in the present okay and and controlling what you can control and I think that I've always had that mindset i I like to listen I'm very curious um I don't need to be the smartest person in the room in fact, I really try to be the dumbest person in the room um and I'm also someone that really respects history because okay. I don't like making mistakes when people have already done things and I can learn from them right and to talk about you know what's going on in, so- in our society right now right as we're on the eve of the presidential election for yep. the United States, and I think that the moral compass it's it's so interesting uh, and it's it's really um, It's really sad and it's scary. And I mean, look, I live in New York City. There's companies, there's buildings being boarded up on my street in preparation. I don't know. Um, But who you are cannot be changed by anybody else. And as we've gone through this time, especially here in America, and it's not just here, it's all over the world, um, you can either look at history and you can either choose to be on the sidelines And you can watch as it passes you by, or you could say something. And will it change everything? No, but you have one thing. It's either say something or don't. Right. And in the end, what do you stand for? And if you can, if you can live with not saying anything, that's okay. I just having like really looked at history and looked at like the acts of people that just wasn't me. And um, it's really, it's really refreshing when you say something and, and you see the impact that it has on the people around you. Right. And I, I implore everybody cause we're, we're reaching a time man where people can't sit back anymore. Like we're, I think we're past that, but yeah. uh, plus why, why would you sit and stay silent? That's not fun at all.
0: And I think I mean one of the, you know, larger sports figures who has sort of been doing his part has been LeBron James, often criticized for his play on the court and maybe sometimes the decisions he makes in doing something like the decision. The one thing that he hasn't done and the is be on the wrong side of history when it comes to what's going on right now. Mm. Obviously he's used his platform to do things not just now, but I mean his I promise school, yeah. really helping out his entire you know, crew that he keeps with him, whether yeah. it's, you know, just helping guys out, putting them pointing them in the right direction, he's going on the side of that of a Muhammad Ali. And I think when it comes to some of the social injustice, you know, Muhammad Ali vacated his title, was went to jail. Nobody
1: gave, did it like Muhammad Ali. Gave up
0: his prime years because he believed in something and he wasn't gonna fight what he called someone else's war. LeBron James is very much doing something similar at this time, and that is, I have a voice. And I'm going to use my voice in the right way. Because more often than not, there have been times where people have tiptoed around situations and are going to be on the wrong side of history. And that is you stood by, you did nothing when you had the opportunity to affect change for the right reason. And Number
1: one, this got sent to me. Uh, I used to live in, in oh, Louisville. There we this go. This was uh, the booklet giving out at Muhammad Ali's funeral. Wow. Uh, And somebody sent it to me because they were there. Uh, And on the back, there's one quote, and it says, service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. Wow. Which is uh, really, I think, speaks volumes. But two, I would say this. There are two sides of a mirror. Yep. But only one of them shows you. Okay. And so, yes, there's two sides to this. And you can do nothing or you can say something. One of them, you're going to pick a side. Yeah. And you're either going to be able to look yourself in the mirror or you're not. Right. And and I think when you think of it like that, that's to me uh, all the motivation you need. I'm a, I'm a look in the mirror guy. Right. And um, because, man, like you got kids. Yeah. You know, like we, I, I don't, but I think about. I, I always used to think, and I still think about it because I don't have kids yet, but I think about, man, it's going to be tough because you have to lead by example because yep. you could tell them anything, but they're going to follow your actions. Yeah. And so I always go like, man, I'm going to make decisions so that when I have kids, I don't have to make it all up as I go. Right. That's just who I am, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's very calculated. And I think that goes back to the sort of stoic philosophy. And in doing some research, one of the things that – I believe you said was that of sports figures and we'll use coaches as an example, the coach that exemplifies that stoicness the most or the best was Bill Belichick. And I believe you said the do your job is yeah. a great way to sort of sum that up and how he has this mentality, which is interesting because I want to know if you had heard what came out on the, uh, I guess as part of a radio interview, this past week he was very honest about why the patriots are in the position that they yeah. are in you know cam newton only got paid a million dollars because we sort of we sold out our future to win mm. three super bowls make an afc championship and go to another one and mm. <laughs> as much as bill balachek is this you know we're on, we're on to uh, we're on to cincinnati um, you know and keep it moving it was a very interesting and sort of uncharacteristic answer from mm. him cuz it really sort of Sort of showed you the insight and the thought process, which not very often happens, at least unless you're seeing it through like an NFL Films America's Greatest Teams once totally. they win the Super Bowl. And so I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on
1: the comment uh, from Bill Belichick. It definitely is different, and it's definitely the most honesty's been, which which lets you know that that game on Sunday was the passing of the torch right. in the AFC East. It it was. Oh, the Patriots usually win this one, they move to three and four, the bills fall to four and three, and they'll they'll somehow pass them anyway. right. That to me was, hey, guys, it's over. yeah, uh, that this run that we're on is over. And I think it really was a, a moment of honesty. I also think that just because you're stoic and you don't have emotion, it it you also don't lose perspective. And I think Bill Belichick is sitting there being like, Do you guys know that when you say that what I have done is unparalleled and then the next year you ask, how could it possibly be ending? Right. You answered it by saying it was unparalleled. It's never happened before. (laughs) Um, And I I'm very fascinated on the legacy side, how big this is going to be for Tom Brady uh, to to have success. I think it's huge for him. Um, But there's also a sick part of me that's hoping that he's tanking for Trevor. Yeah, and that, and that if he does it, boy, would that be sweet. But uh, it's, okay, it's okay for Belichick. And Belichick absolutely has ego. But I think it's important for him to remind people sometimes of how great he is. And that's okay.
0: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that we're definitely going to see. The proof is going to be at the end. Let it finish, and then let's look back and reflect and not no judge it as we go. Now, no I know doubt. we're pressed for time. I have one last question to sort of get you out of here on. Sure. Um, I've given you zero preparation. So I know it's coming off of the dome. So okay. here's, here's the scenario. You are in charge of selecting the ultimate Hall of Fame draft class for the world of sports. You must choose one coach, one player from a team, one individual sport athlete, one owner, one sports broadcaster, and one commissioner. In no particular order, what does that draft class look like?
1: Okay. Uh, just because you said it last, Commissioner, we're going to make Adam Silver. Okay. Um, we're going to do Coach. I am going to do Phil Jackson. Okay. Um, player in an individual sport? Yes. Tiger? Ooh, okay. Listen, I thought about... Um, I thought about Serena. That's yeah. I thought about uh Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps, but I'm I'm going Tiger. Okay. Uh what what was the the so, player on a team sport?
0: Yes, player on a team sport, and then one sport And sports this is for the caster. Hall of Fame? Hall of like the Hall of Fame of Hall of Fames, like the best of the best, the
1: ultimate hall of fame. It probably shouldn't have been silver. It's probably somebody that created more. But <laughs> um yeah, it probably should not have been silver. Uh team sport athlete yeah that's the tough one it's got to be jordan it Uh, has to be there's no one in football there's no one in I'm, i'm not you know i mean if it's not jordan it's gretzky and so i was
0: gonna say you know for canadians it might it might be gretzky you know, totally. Yeah.
1: If you had me pick a player from every sport, yeah, for yeah. sure. I Those two are the closest. And then what was the last one I was missing? One the broadcaster? sports
0: broadcaster. Of all time. All time.
1: Howard Cosell. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, listen, Ernie's I up like there. Uh, there's uh, uh, Stuart Scott is up there. Yeah. Uh, Chris Berman is up there. Bob Costas is up there. But for me... Howard Cosell is the true goat because when he did his stuff with, as you mentioned, Muhammad Ali, yeah. they were equal in star power. Oh, this was a guy that they say this a lot about broadcasters. Do they, do they give, do they have a big game feel that when right. Brett Mossberger goes on there, it feels like a big game. When yes. Keith Jackson would call a game, it was a big game. When Ernie, it's a big game. But when Howard Cosell, because my, my parents would play me clips and he'd be like, hello and welcome to Monday Night Football Hit in Dallas. Like, it feels like it's a movie set. Right. Um, and, and he understood marketing and he understood. So I would pick Howard Cosell as that guy.
0: I mean, he does it for multiple reasons. I mean, Muhammad Ali, you, don't, you can't make a Muhammad Ali oh, movie. Muhammad
1: Ali would be an amazing for the individual athlete. Right? Ah. It's a,
0: listen, but Muhammad Ali has that, has that partnership with Howard Cosell. that You can't make a movie yes. about that man without Howard Cosell no. being in it. And so, so good. for me, just to quickly name off mine, yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah. I like your Phil Jackson. I, I, I really like that one for me. I'd go with Bill Belichick. I'm a Pats sure. fan, but I think you know, what he's done and continues to do is, uh, is pretty amazing. Uh, player from an individual team, for me, it's my guy, Gretzky, again. Gotcha. That's it, Can- Canadian thing. Sports athlete, yep. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is gotcha. my guy. Um, I flirted with Serena as an answer because I think what she's doing, yeah. continuing to do both pre- and post-baby, amazing. Um, owner, um, I would have said Jerry Buss. Oh, I didn't pick an owner. Yeah, there you go. So mine's Jerry Buss. Uh, broadcaster for me, Vin Scully, commissioner. Mm. It's recency bias. It's Adam Silver. I think uh, he didn't start mm, off yeah. with an easy time with the whole Donald Sterling saga. He's handled things pretty well when it comes to embracing his players and really listening more so than I think most other uh, owners would have. Uh, sorry, yeah. commissioners would have. So that rounds up mine. So you got to give me one owner. And- I would
1: pick Mark Cuban. Oh, that's a good one too. Just because I feel like he made rooting for sports cool for rich, famous people. Right. Like he was getting technical fouls. He like <laughs> brought the NBA, like with, with how they treat their players kind of up to speed. He, yeah. he showed that like you can spend a lot of money and like bring it in and like, you're going to make that money back. Right. Um, and I feel like him getting to buy the team kind of helped solidify this entrepreneurial mentality. Uh, but it, it just happened at a point in my life where I was like, "This guy is exactly how I would own a sports team. That's what I would do." And I've always appreciated that about Cuban.
0: Well, I—that's I, a pretty good answer. I can't argue with that. Adam Loveco, I'm um, going to lead you out with this one. You already have your own sports card, yep. right now, yep. released. I do. And if I yep. was the Maddings rating adjuster, the way that you are helping mm. these underrated football players. Raise themselves to a new overall and a new rating. I would have to say, honestly, you're a 92 overall great guy. Yeah. Really to grow because, as you said, you know, this isn't the end game for you, you're still moving up.
1: I appreciate that.
0: So, I appreciate you taking the time to come here and talk to me tonight. I know you a gotta... 92
1: overall, 99 segue rating. Ah, oh, you know, it's true, but you know transition I like king
0: i like that i like that listen i know you have a and i grocer. would say that
1: you're you're at like a 96 preparation level for oh podcasting. okay room yeah. to grow
0: i like that it's yeah. listen when you don't have a wikipedia page you're going to things like I need to make one I, I was going on ama reddits from seven years ago to get some of my information i got notes i wasn't able wow. to get to but i mean listen the next time i there will, hope will be another time you adjust my rating and i can improve on my 96 beautiful Listen, Adam, you, Julian. I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, Adam, where can we find your podcast and all the amazing things that you're doing right now? Uh,
1: all of my social is at Adam Lefkoe. Uh, if you want to f- check the podcast, uh, it's wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the Leftco show. And if you're interested in any card stuff on Instagram, I am at Lefkoe cards. Uh, and to be honest, that's where I'm having the most fun making content right now. So if you want to see a lot of memes and stuff that I'm doing, I'm doing more of it there. So that's that's my little plug for that.
0: Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you for yeah. joining me tonight. Thanks, Enjoy man. your grocery order that's incoming.
1: It better get here <laughs> soon.
0: <laughs> for my it's guest, as hell. From my guest Adam Lefko, I'm your host, Julian Ortiz of The Big O Podcast. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a good night, everybody.